Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hip Senior Podcast. My name is Marion Bailey, and I will be your host today. Our guest is Turner Grant. He is the author of To Venus and Back, One Man's Quest to Rediscover Love. Turner, welcome to the podcast. Marianne, thank you so much. It's great to be with you. It's great to have you here. So today, Turner and I are going to talk about dating and apps. I don't know, maybe Tinder, since I just signed up. I'm really newly single, and I had talked to Turner for a while, and he did this whole thing with dating and apps and starting over his life. And that's what I'm going through at this moment. And truthfully, I spent my entire evening yesterday left swiping. So Turner, maybe (laughs) as older people, maybe we can get some tips and tricks and discover a little bit of insight from you about what that's all about. How much insight you get from me, I don't know. I can certainly share my experience. From that, you may be able to sift a little bit of insight. As I discovered, so just again, a little background. My wife passed away after 20 years of marriage. And after two years of grieving and stabilizing my family with my children, I was encouraged to find my future. And No, you were not encouraged. You were dragged into it screaming and kicking. I was encouraged to find my future, perhaps with a woman by my mother-in-law, but I was dragged kicking and screaming into the online dating world. Yes. Most of all, by a mom, a neighbor, who is also a professional lobbyist on Capitol Hill, whose job is is to get people to see things her way. She was the one that dragged me, twisted my arm into online dating. And there's such a sort of promise with online dating because it's so accessible that they're right there. All you have to do is just take that small leap, download the app, pay a little bit, or most of them have a free service. And it's that easy to find a partner in the future and love. And it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. And you know what? You mentioned free services. Just so If some of y'all are out there looking for love and you haven't considered online dating, I keep thinking that I'm going to, and I'll digress in just a second, but I keep thinking that I'm going to be shopping and I want to do it organically, right? I want to be reaching for a bunch of bananas. Somebody else reaches for the same bunch of bananas or eyes lock and we fall madly in love. But the problem with that is, is that I have my groceries delivered. (laughs) That that scenario is not going to happen. Anytime soon. I've discovered that. My, I mentioned to my neighbor, I said, I might start dating again. He says, how are you going to do that? You have to leave your home for that to happen. So you're exactly right. Maybe you've just stumbled upon a new app and that is delivery of your Although that's also called stalking and other names. Maybe that won't work, but interesting I don't, step there. I don't think that will work. But you mentioned that there were free free versions of dating apps. And let's cover that just for a minute, guys, because there are ones like Bumble, which the girl has to reach out to the guy first. There's Match. By the way, I belong to some groups and I won't mention the names because anyway, they 
women talk about stuff and I went on one of the groups and I asked, hey, which apps are you guys using if you're 50 and over? This was just yesterday. Ah. Which apps are you guys using? Which apps are you seeing the most success from? And they told me that that Bumble and Match are almost dead in the water these days. Uh, really? Many Bumble is dead it. in the water because that was hot like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. They said there's not that many people on them. So I don't know if they meant like there's not that many 50 and up year old people or if they're, they just said there's not that many people on there. So I don't know if it's the younger people, but I don't think because the, to really get the true effect of these apps, you really have to pay for at least a month or two of them because if not, you don't see who likes you and different stuff like that, especially like with Bumble, you, the woman reaching out first. So they put limitations on who you can find doing that. And that's, you're right. When I did it, which at this point started 10 years ago, it was still a little bit early and a little bit wild west, although match was there. Um, the free services were actually pretty robust. Now I think the free services are pretty minimal to yeah. very little. It's like and anything. You, they had to get their name out there and now they're like clamping down going, okay, we need to make some money. They got you. They got you. That's how the world turns, right? We all have to make yes. money. And I first learned about Tinder on in an article in the Wall Street Journal of all places because it was all about the money. It, right. it had become hugely successful. And that's that was my introduction to Tinder. Now, so that you guys know about that, Tinder was the site that everybody said, hey, if you're looking for somebody 50 and above, Tinder is where you want to be looking at, which is surprising that they said that to me because I have a 25-year-old daughter who, by the way, is engaged. So so she's not Congratulations. Thanks. She's not out on any, that's new, but she's not out on any apps, whatever. If you talk to my 25-year-old, she's, yeah, Tinder's for hooking up. Exactly. My 20-year-old caught me 10 years ago and went, ooh, dad, that's gross. Please get away. Yeah, exactly. And, but I know many people who have told me over the years, I met my now husband on Tinder. Oh, wow. Oh, so you hooked up and then you, I don't know all <laughs> that stuff as far as, and I'm not here to judge what you do with your dating life at all. I'm just telling you what these people told me. They said, if you're looking for 50 and above, Tinder is the way to go now. So I'm, that's interesting. Okay, I'm going to sign up for Tinder. And I did last night, yesterday. I swiped left a lot. Like my left thumb is so sore today. It's ridiculous. So that's the case. Then there's things like Plenty of Finch. They have a free option. And what else is out there, Turner? Plenty well, of there Twitter, is uh, okay, Cupid. Okay, may be passed okay, and Cupid. gone and over with. I don't know. And then there are specific ones. There's like J-Date if you're Jewish. There's I, There have to be... 50 apps out there now, whereas 10 years ago, there were maybe four or five that you used. Yeah, there's, and then there's like the whole, and then there's like our time for older people as well. Yeah. Stuff like that. Silver Singles, like, that's one. There's a bunch of niche ones too. You know, it doesn't take much to put together a dating app, by the way. There's all kinds of programs that you can do this with. So people have come up with ones for like rich doctors that are looking for love. <laughs> And all different kinds of stuff like this. But if you're just starting out, start with the basic ones and see what that brings. There might be some different areas across the U.S. that the men behave differently. I asked well, a guy what he did for a living. He bluffed me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I wasn't uh, money grubbing. I was just curious, like, how he spends most of his time. But I had the feeling like he wasn't on the up and up. 
Well, I can tell you here in the Washington, D.C. area, from what I hear from women friends, Bumble and Tinder and Match seem to be the top three. Okay. So the over 50 age group. Yes, I actually have one very good friend, a fellow architect. She's actually in the book to Venus and back. Her name is Abby. She is back out on the dating scene and she uses those three match. And she seems to have more success with match. That has always been a favorite of hers. Right. And she doesn't care too much for Tinder or any of the others. So for her, match has been successful. The weird thing I found was that if you sign up for three of them, you basically see the same people on all three apps. Exactly. It's the strangest thing to so see. So don't people. pay for three services because you're going to be disappointed and waste your money. Pay for I, one of them because you're going to find the same people on there. Not to mention the amount of time management that is required to manage three different dating apps. So if you're just starting out, start with one. Agreed. Yes, I agree. It, it's You're dipping your toes in the water and you will quickly find that those waters are not puddles. It's deep water and you will get pulled in. So definitely stick with one. I heartily agree with that. So you signed, what was the first one you signed up for? The one I signed up with was eHarmony. That was a big one 10 years ago. And they had both the free service and the paid, but you got zip, nothing with the free. And eHarmony, and it's interesting, if you look at each one, they all come at it at a different angle. And that's what they advertise. E-Harmony then, and I assume it's still out there, but I don't hear its name mentioned, touted itself as a matchmaker. Right. And what they did was they asked you a zillion questions. And I remember being assured, but like these people know what they're doing by going through all these questions. They're really taking this seriously. And then after you answer all the questions that you ask, and then you do your profile and photos and that kind of thing, they only show you matches that algorithmically Am I saying that right? Yeah. Match you. So it's a matchmaker. You're not able to see everybody out there, which like match.com and Tinder and all those, they can throw you into, you see everybody, although you have some filters. But eHarmony was a matchmaker. And I, th I thought it worked probably better than most, but that's its concept. Okay, Cupid was, they had different questions. And they would give you everybody who matched the filters that you set, whether it was distance, age, ethnicity, religion, income, whatever, interest. And then they would pop up as a possibility and they would give you a percentage compatibility. So anything below 90, I tended to ignore. Anything above 90, I tended to maybe pursue. So those were two concepts. And then Tinder came along. And there's some basic filters, but not much. You can be up and running on Tinder in two minutes if you want to be. And it just throws you out there. I, it's, you, you get everybody. Now, that was my biggest criticism of Match.com was it felt like being thrown out into the proverbial meat market. Every, everybody got on there and you didn't want to see everybody. And there were no filters at the time. I used it for the free service, probably with the paid service. You get to filter this down a bit so you don't feel like everything's coming at you at one time. So they all have a little bit different take on it. Of course, Bumble, the women makes the first move. So there's a sense 
of control and hopefully security, because let's be honest, it's the dangerous world out there. I don't think there's much security in that. You can say hi to a maniac just as well as you can say hi to a biologist. <laughs> okay. I never use Bumble, so I... Yes. No, anybody well can put together a decent profile. My thing is that I want someone to say hi to me first, but I want someone to say more than hi to me. I want someone to be a little bit more times. creative. I've heard that a million times from women. Yeah. It just said hi. and Hi, okay. and the conversation ends there. That, and they say that was just really brilliant of him, wasn't it? <laughs> to me, it's okay. Did you read my profile? Did you see I have a dog? Anything like, hey, cute dog. Is it a purebred? Or, hey, I like the color of your hair. Or I like the color of your eyes or whatever. It gives that next person something to feed back on. Hey, they read my profile. They looked at my pictures. So pictures. I have a question for you, Marianne. And I don't know if it's still happening. So again, 10 years ago is like last century in online dating. But I would see women who they were called glam photos. They got a professional photographer to take them out in certain settings and took very posed, perfectly lighted. And I typically deleted them instantly because I knew that they were staged. And I just wanted real pictures of people. Is, do you know if that if women are still doing that? And do you see that of guys? I don't some for some reason I don't think guys are doing it, but you tell me. I probably saw a hundred guys last night, if not more. And I think only a few of them. One guy's like walking along with his briefcase holding an umbrella. And you could tell that one was staged, right? Okay. But there was only very minimum out of there. The problem with guys, and I'll tell you why I say this in a minute, is that guys, if you're listening to this, women, if you have guy friends, just hear me out on this. <laughs> guys take the worst pictures of themselves that they think women want to see. Like, for instance, taking a picture from down below, looking up, we do not want to see nose hairs. <laughs> okay. Just putting this out there. Since this is my podcast, I can say these things. Yes, you um, can. They, we don't want to see the nose hairs. We, this, this is not something that, that we want to see. We do not want to see below the waist pictures. Yeah. That kind of stuff is ridiculous and you're, it's not going to get you a high quality woman. And women, if you're taking pictures that are nasty like that as well, it's not going to get you a high quality guy. It might get you something for an evening. But I actually switched over to, uh, I went in Tinder last night and where it says, show me men, show me women, show me everything. I was texting with a friend, a girlfriend of mine that she's married. She's got two kids. And we were, I told her I signed up for Tinder and she's like, no, you did not. And I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just curious. And I've been on other dating apps because I've had seniors that have started dating again that said, could you show me how to use this app? Or right. Show me how to use this right. website. So I'm familiar with most of them that we've talked about, right? Because I've had people say, I want to try this out. Could you show me how? And for you, those of you that don't know, I taught seniors how to use technology for 20 years. So that's where that picture comes into play. And so I switched over to everything. Show me everything. Because I've talked to guys throughout the years that have said, if you think women, I mean, finding men is hard, the women are just as bad. And I said, no, surely yeah, not. So they I switched over to everything. And it's true. Some of the people I'm glad to hear you say that. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say yeah. that. All right, hey, I'll call it as I see it. 
some of the pictures last night that I saw from females marketing to marketing, <laughs> selling themselves. I don't know what they were doing, but they was bad. Just very sexual, very half naked, very interesting poses. I'm just like, what are we doing? Interesting poses. Okay, we'll let that go. We won't dive into that anymore. I, I remember I have a married friend and she was interested in this after reading my book. And so I created a just a fake Tinder account just so she could see. She wanted to see what the women look like. She didn't want to see the men. She wanted to see the women. She was right. fast by it. And after just flipping through a bunch, and we did this a couple of times at lunch a few times, and she was stunned that the women would, as you said, market themselves like this. And of course, there were the proverbial boob shots, which indicated exactly what they were looking for. But she was also stunned at the bad photos. Now, guys, now I'm an architect. So the photos I put in for my profiles were pictures taken of me. None of them I took myself. And so I have a little bit of a, an aesthetic bent that these pictures have to be a certain way. But I do know from women friends who are dating and they show me the guy pictures. Yeah, you're right. They're pretty awful. They are. Another thing women don't want to see, guys, is pictures of you that you take in a public bathroom in the mirror. We don't really need to see a toilet stall behind you or the hand dryers or. Yeah. Why are men taking bat pictures in bathrooms, period? Especially at your home where there's obviously women products on the counter as well. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Or in their bedroom and their bedroom's just a nightmare. And you're like, you couldn't have found a better place to take a picture of yourself. And some of the pictures, blurry pictures, pictures of half of them as their main picture. So just a question. Weird a question pictures. For you. Another thing is your children in these pictures. Don't do that. Well, that's a definite no. But it's becoming more common and it's concerning. That's interesting. I think I know why they're doing it. We can talk about that. But I have a question for you, a common complaint. In fact, I remember over the last few years or when I was doing it, I would see or someone pointed out, I'd see it on Facebook, a guy would put a sign up, clearly from a dating app, and it said to women, don't show me pictures with you and your friends because they can't figure out who you are. That seemed to be something women would do. I don't know if guys do it. You can tell me if you see it. Guys with a bunch of friends and you're not quite sure. So who's the person here? Make your first picture you. You and your dog, if you have to have somebody in the picture. But be very clear who we're dating. Are we dating the dog or are we dating the guy? But... And then your other pictures can have pictures with your friends. But you're right. I saw pictures last night where every picture on this guy's profile was him and a bunch of guys. And I'm like, well, who are, which one are you? Yeah. I think they're showing, I think on both sides, they're showing that, hey, I have a fun life. Come join me in my fun life. And these sure, are my but not your main picture. Not your right. Main I agree. I agree. Maybe the, I think the pictures are the first filter of all. If someone can't even put a decent picture out there, I think that's a swipe left pretty much pretty quickly. Would you I agree? Do. I do. Because if you can't put your first picture as you, I'm going to assume you're married. Ah, so that's always the big. Okay, that's the wrap. And I think there's a lot of truth to it for yeah. women about men is that they're married looking for something on the side. Is that what goes through women's minds? What's what go, goes through my mind? 
If you can't be forthright with your pitchers and your first pitcher is a mountain or a dog or whatever left, because I don't care how good looking you are or whatever, if you're looking for a side piece on a dating app, it's an instant no. Now, I'm sure there are women that are married and they're looking for a side piece. And I'm, and this is just generalizing, guys. I'm not pointing anybody out. I'm not. But I am pointing out this behavior that there are a lot of open relationships, a lot of married people and stuff. And they claim that their spouse knows that they're on there and stuff like that. They're just instant lefts because that's not what I'm looking for. But yeah, if you can't, if your first picture can't be just you. And like I said, without the nose hairs, without the <laughs> below the waist part of, of the photo. For me, I have some funny things. Like I've never had any luck with Virgo men dating wise. Oh, so astrology is important for you. So I don't go around asking everybody like, what is your sign? But I do know that two of my serious relationships in my life, I've had three really serious ones. Two of them were Virgos and they were not good relationships. One I was married for 20 years and one I dated for seven years and he was abusive. Okay. So they are labeled as Virgos. So it sounds like it's important. Consideration. Yeah. I will share with you, if I may, that if women find too often worry about finding men who are married, who are trying to find something on the side. What men encounter on all these websites, going back to when I was doing it 10 years ago, were hookers, left and right. Any way that a hooker can get to a guy, they will. And the dating apps are there. I would say on Tinder. I never considered that. About, I would say about 5% are hookers. And they make it very clear because they... There are filters on Tinder that don't allow you to put emails or phone numbers. So they put cryptic, they figured out how to beat the automatic review algorithms and they put in these cryptic contact either on chat. I've never contacted them, so no, but I, you see these cryptic. I saw one last night that had some, this guy's phone number. trying to beat the, the filter. So yeah. on, on eHarmony, not so much on Match, but Tinder is a real big hooker hangout. Wow. I wonder if that guy that had his phone number in there, if he was a hooker. <laughs> I think no. they're called, they so-called gigolos or I don't, I don't know. I don't know all these things. I'm, I but Tinder, 5% of Tinder, is, 5% of women on Tinder are hookers. 5%? I'd say about 5%. Yeah. Okay. And they make it pretty clear. And because if you're 50 something, and you're looking for people your age, and all of a sudden, 20-something or 30-something pops up, you don't even have to go any further. And now they're half exposed. It's a hooker. So it's just, uh, and they usually say something cute. I like older men. Yeah, because they have money. I don't know. So the other thing that I don't, that I am a little biased for, through, for, against, I don't know, is people that hold up fishes. In their profile pictures. <laughs> and it took me forever to correlate plenty of fish app. So why these people were holding up fishes. <laughs> Do you know why? <laughs> I think they're proud of the fish that got the dog. Yeah, but I think it came down to, oh, the app is named Plenty of Fish. So therefore, we're going to hold up fish. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I'm laughing. No, you're fine. I'm almost staring up here. I'm laughing. So silly. So that's something else. If you're holding up fish, I'm probably swiping left. People named David, they get an instant left usually. I'm sorry. Why? My ex. I just can't imagine spending the rest of my life with the David. Okay, that there's okay, there's background there for that. And I'm sure I'm not the only woman that feels that way. Well, I certainly couldn't I didn't think I could meet or date or get to know anyone who and I won't say my wife's name, but it had her name. I that just wouldn't work. So I get that part. Yeah. And then people that put their children in their pictures, it's your children did not consent to be on a dating app at the age of five or three, or 20, or whatever. Did you go to your children and say, hey, I'm going to start dating and I'm putting your picture on here? I get that you want to show that you're like a family man and this and that, whatever, but that's just not for me. I just believe there's limits of posting pictures of children out there that it's gotten out of hand a bit, whether it's Facebook or TikTok or whatever, but especially dating apps. That's interesting. I ran into that very seldom. People just simply put that in their dating profile. Parent, two kids, ages, and that was it. I never really came across people putting... So that's a more recent phenomenon, I guess. And then, like, last night, one of them that I saw was this guy. You could tell clearly that he was different than the person that was on the first picture. The first picture was looked like one of his sons driving a boat. And I'm like, that guy is not 56. And and then the next picture was him and two other of his children. And I was just like, yeah, no. Did you even ask them? Yeah. That's a filter right there. If people are going to do that, that's a filter right there. When people you say filter, do you mean like red flag? Yeah, red flag, gone, bye, swipe left, okay. whatever. Yeah. If they can't get, if they don't have the sensibility for putting a picture that is good of them that would appeal to someone else if they're not thinking about the other person that they're trying to appeal to for me admittedly i'm a little picky because i'm an architect if they don't have that basic sensibility then we're not going to get along my pictures are i'm like after looking at these pictures last night i showed showed my friend that i was chatting with i said i took a screenshot of mine i said here are mine and she goes those are cute and i said thanks and I said, but compared to all these other women that I'm seeing on here, they're extremely boring. They're just... Uh, that's know, interesting. He sent pictures. Can we talk about age a little bit? Because yeah. one thing that I ran into too often was women lying about their ages. So do men. Okay. So that okay. So that's equal. Okay. Yeah. What they said in their defense, I would meet them and then they would fess up. They said, my friends said that men are only looking for younger women, so I couldn't give my real age. What's the defense from men for lying about their age? Usually they don't. They're like, whatever. <laughs> really? Some of them, usually the, usually you see men that are like, oh, I don't know how that age got put in there. I didn't do that. The app screwed up. But most of the apps require your birthday. So it's not, oh, my fat thumb just hit four instead of right. five how do you, you not know your birthday birthday yes it, that's yeah that's yeah okay well that's so, an equal that's an equal thing on both sides it is what else did you find that was weird about dating apps or what was good 
about all this what, bad stuff. What, what I thought was fascinating, again, as background, I am an architect, but I ran for Congress. I discovered that even though I'm not a really political person, I ran because of I have a disabled son and there were disabled educational issues that pushed me to run. And I learned, even though I'm a shy guy, I learned I love meeting new people. And the one thing that all the dating apps allowed me to do was to meet some truly fascinating and interesting women that I would have never met before. And I love learning about their lives. I love learning about how they got to where they were. And some of these stories were just remarkable. There's one woman whose story I share into Venus and back. She was born in a Middle Eastern country. And but when she approached her 20s, her country was in, engulfed in civil war. And she literally walked out of her country over mountains through two countries to get out and come to the U.S. I was just stunned and in awe of this woman's story. So for me, just generally, one of the big pluses was kind of like the sound of music. I would ever. But it wasn't she didn't have the bond. She did it alone. She didn't have the children and the husband. And but meeting new people that I would never meet fascinating and accomplished people, even the ones that clearly, you know, there was no chemistry. I enjoyed that aspect. Have you found that to be the case for you? I haven't gone out on dates with anybody this time around. Okay. I know in the past, the people that I have met haven't fascinated me, but I live in an area that's more blue collar. And I was thinking about that the other day about the type of people that I'm looking for. And you have to be some people are like, I just don't want to be alone the rest of my life. And I really don't care who I'm with as long as I'm not paying my bills and sleeping by myself every night. For me, I've decided that I really want somebody that is more educated, that is involved with technology. I don't want to get involved with someone that has no clue. When I talk about tech stuff, they're like glazed over because they're bored <laughs> with what I'm doing for a career and what I'm developing in the tech world and stuff. And I, I think part of that is figuring out, okay, am I going to only date people that I would really consider as future material? This is what they do for a living. This is, we would have the same commonalities. Or am I going to date a wide range of people? And some of them I know probably don't have much prospect, but they would be a good time to go out to dinner with. See, you raise an interesting point because when I started out, again, I was had was widowed two years before, trying to move ahead of my life. I didn't know what I didn't know. And I just, do I have a must-have list? Or do I just move forward? Whoever popped up and seemed interesting, I, I would meet. I didn't know which direction to go. So it's pretty wide that open. Changed. That changed though, right? It did It did change. Yeah. Because I learned about me, where I was in life, what appealed to me. I will say that where you live versus where I live here in Washington, D.C. area, there, one, Washington is a very international city. It's not blue collar. It's, it's a white collar and a lot of accomplished people, fascinating people are on their own. But exactly. it did narrow down. You when you when As you meet people, you'll start to learn about yourself. What appeals to you, what feels right, what feels wrong, what makes you want to run as fast as you can. <laughs> because in uh, your case, I read the book, you met people that were not overly concerned about the fact that you had children, 
as far as making them a priority in your life. Oh, but your children are out of the house. Why are you bothering with them? And your children still are very much a priority in your life. And so those people were not serious contenders for your heart in the future because they had to understand that this was a big part of you. That's true. Most of the women, gosh, maybe 90% of the women I met had children. So they were parents. I thought there was a common understanding. And I think that was mostly true until the one that developed into a one-year relationship into Venus and back. My, even though we both had parenting responsibilities and scheduling issues, she was divorced. It seemed to be my parent obligations were more of a problem than hers. I thought there was a bit of a double standard. But from the get-go, I think, yeah, most of the women I met were parents. And that was one of the things we had in common, could talk about and bonded about, how we handled our parenting responsibilities. Now, that was pretty different. And depending on the age of the children, that was very different. There was one, I'll call it a dating interview because it never got past the date interview. It was a woman who was significantly younger. She was in her early 40s. I was in my early 50s. And it became very clear, very fast. I wasn't there for a compatible mate interview. I was there for a daddy interview. And she finally came out and said straight up, look, I adopted a four-year-old child and I'm not necessarily looking for a romantic relationship. I'm looking for a father figure for my son. Okay. Straight up. So I don't know if you'll run into anything like that, but, but she, was you know, she wasn't honest about it to begin with, but eventually she said it. Thank goodness. Instead of being like five years down the road, being like, hey, by the way, I only married you because I needed a father for my kid. That's true. Now, now I have to share and fess up that, and I do share this in Venus and back that, and this, this took place over a period of time where my, I had twin boys, one was disabled in a school in Massachusetts. But my other son started high school the year my wife passed away. And then two years later, I started dating. And then two years after that, he was ready to go to college. And it dawned on me. I was in this one-year relationship. It hit me as I was thinking about how to progress this relationship forward. She had younger children. And my son was about to go to college. And I was an empty nester. I realized I did not want to be in the parenting business anymore. And it was like a two by four just hit me across the head. And all of a sudden, I didn't necessarily want to be involved with women who had school-aged children because I had just reached this milestone in life, my son's life and my life. And so that change occurred during the middle of it. So I changed as well. And so that comes into play too. And that's something that I've had to acknowledge in myself too we were talking about what is it that you're looking at? Are you looking for a date? Are you looking for a partnership or a relationship or marriage? What figure out before you get into any kind of serious relationship, what it is that your heart really wants. Don't settle for things just because that's the first guy that reached out to you that sounded halfway decent. But I have been seriously on the, I was on the fence and now I am on this side of the fence of knowing that, okay, I chose to have one child She's now 25, you know, she's getting married, maybe grandchildren down the road, maybe not, who knows. But do I want to get involved with somebody that has teenagers or young children? For me, the answer is no. 
It's like, I've done my job. I grew my child. I yeah. I, I raised her. She's adulting very well. And do I want to start over and be a stepmom? No. If somebody has grown children or even if they were already like in college, that might be a different story. Sure. But, and, and I'm not trying to be selfish. I, mean, I just know where my heart is. My heart is right now is growing my business and possibly having a relationship that will allow me to do that. The other thing is finding compatible people that if you have a brain and not being intimidated. I know a lot of men that are intimidated by women that have brains. I have heard that comment before. I, I will share, I maybe on the other side of that line. My wife was 10 years older. She was a very accomplished executive at Hewlett Packard. And I, one thing that I was clearly attracted to was accomplished women. So that was not an issue for me, per se. I will say, you sound like you are much further ahead of the curve where you are in life than where I was then as a widow, because I really had no idea what I wanted. All I knew was I needed to try to move forward in my life into a future that I didn't know what it was going to be. And that was a, I think maybe that wasn't fair to the women I met and went out with because I didn't know, but it's where I was. And there was no way I was going to know until I started moving forward and experiencing these experiences and meeting people, trying to figure it out. So you're in a better spot than I think I was then. I've had a lot of, I got divorced and then I was in a relationship with somebody for 10 years that wasn't, it just isn't when we split up, it wasn't any further than when we started. So it gave, and we didn't live together. So it allotted me a lot of alone time to think about, you know, what, what do I want to fill this time with as I move forward in life? I also, when I got divorced, I put myself in therapy because I wanted to be healthy moving forward and not dragging my heavy luggage around. I also started doing a lot of journaling and figuring out who I am as a human being and where I want to go with stuff. So I encourage women and men both, if if you're recently divorced or your spouse or partner passed away, anything like that, to to find yourself first and figure out who am I as a person and what do I want my future to look like? Do, you know, do I want to just like date people randomly? Do I want to hook up with people? Do I want a serious relationship or do I want to spend the next five years developing myself and figuring out who I am to be fair to people that I get involved with? Like you said, you might not have been fair to a few of the people that you were going out with because you weren't quite sure where you wanted to be yet. I will say that any of the answers you just gave that people might come up with are okay answers. Just try to know, even if it's just, I, for me, I guess if I was asked at the time or if anyone was observing, I was just trying to have a nice evening with an enjoyable woman to meet. And that's perfectly okay. Yeah. And it wasn't any more than that. So if that is an okay answer, whatever your answer is, and if you're able to figure it out what you want, then kudos to you all. I Again, I just was not in a position to do that. And I think anyone who's experienced a traumatic loss through death, and mine was totally unexpected. Sure. You don't know which way it's up. So all to say that, can you make online dating fit all of the different circumstances that people who come into it come in with? 
I don't know, but you, you have to admit it's a fascinating social experiment, online dating. There they are. There's a person in a picture. And in many cases, they're telling you an awful lot of really personal stuff. Some of these, and I, a Tinder doesn't, and I don't know about Bumble, but the early ones like eHarmony and OkCupid asked you a lot of personal questions that within the answers, the questions and answers would be revealed to someone you were matched with only if they answered the same questions. And it was blew me away what really personal and sometimes intimate information a woman whose picture I was looking at would share to a, to a stranger online. I think that may be missing from the current dating apps. I don't know. You would know better than I, but I knew eHarmony and OkCupid specifically asked a lot of questions that would be shared. The answers would be shared with the potential match. I think Tinder has added some elements to that. I still don't think it's, they're not definitely not going against algorithm. There's also Facebook dating now as well. I heard they tried to do it. I don't know how that's going. It's never it popped up on my radar screen. It, yeah. The interesting thing is that it'll tell you, do you have people in common? So then you can well, reach out to this. That feature. Do you know if it still has that feature? Tinder had that feature. You could activate to share Facebook friends and it would, and if the other person did the same, it would show you if you had anyone in common. I remember that because a couple of times we did have people in common and it gave some reassurance to the woman. I knew this person and they knew this person. Okay, so he must be. I've noted before, especially into Venus and back, that guys have to work their way out of a hole of being the proverbial snake under a rock, cheating scumbag and potential serial killer. If a woman sees that you have a friend in common, it, it allays their concerns. Right. But I also find found it to be a very creepy thing, and I turned it off pretty quickly. So I do know that Tinder has this thing where you can verify your photo. So it may, it, ah. I think you, it'll pull up a thing where you have to take your picture when it tells you to, and it verifies it against your photos that you have already up there. Okay, that's so, a new feature. That wasn't yeah. there years They'll ago. do that. They have this explore option where it says, welcome to explore. And it says, my vibe. And it says, looking for love, free tonight. That's <laughs> just so you know, that's a hookup. If, not necessarily, right? Maybe I just want to go out to dinner not with somebody and I happen to be free tonight. And I'm feeling like I want to go out. Okay. Maybe you have two theater tickets to the Washington Ballet and you just want something to go with. And your daughter got called into work and, and now you're, yeah. So now let's be friends, coffee date, music mode. So I think that's like, that's through Spotify. I think that's sharing um, what music you're currently like listening to. And then it has ones like, it says for you, recommendations based on your profile. And it has like date night, binge with, binge watchers. Wow. The it's not really great. W and then Otchers. They need some work on, on, on this app. <laughs> I can recommend some people that do those guys. Creative, sporty, music lovers, wanderlust, animal parents, stuff like that. So, so those are categories you can tap on that become part of your likes profiles. No, what I think these are is like, oh, I really want to date somebody that loves pets. And so right. I click on animal parents and now it's going to show me people that have pets in their profile. I see. Okay. Well, that's yeah. a good filter. That's a good filter. It can be interesting. I think they need to improve. I think it's like some people don't like dating people that have tattoos, so they need to have like filters. I don't want to date someone with tattoos or 
I don't want to re- date a Republican or a Democrat or oh politics. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Oh, politics has become huge on dating apps. I just yeah, for whichever side that'll be. It's usually, it may not be the first thing in the profile, but it's prominent in the profile. Have you seen that? I have um, not. I have it? not. The women are very clear about that especially but is, this. That, but is the app like asking them to clarify whether no they put that in their profile they I, put I, it no, in. I have seen men like if you're a trump lover swipe left or women like i said i just switched on everyone yesterday so i've only seen like a couple of women's things i'm not bisexual or a lesbian or anything not that there's anything wrong with that uh i just like i said for this interview today i wanted to check out what both sides of the story were going on so i was a little bit more that's interesting. I've never really been able to check out what guys put on theirs. I just hear comments from women over the years about what that's they feel. Like every- I'm looking for everyone, and that's yeah. and it gave me that. I don't think it's marketing me to women at this point. Maybe it is. I don't know. But mm. I do know my ex-boyfriend of 10 years said, after the way I treated you, if you switch teams, I would not blame you. <laughs> wow. Just putting that out there. Like I said, no matter what kind of person you're looking for, what your expectations are, whether they're, I want someone that is great with kids. I want somebody that's, you know, loves animals because I'm not going to get rid of them. I've had people, I've known people that have gotten rid of their pets because the person they were dating did not like pets. That's yeah, I, not a great choice. No, because no, that's changing who you are. Yeah. Figure I, that I will... out before you get committed into a relationship. That's all I have to say about that one. I want to mention one thing, and I don't know that you ever felt this way, but I know I felt this way. And others who are later in life who are approaching this for the first time, I felt like that doing online dating was tantamount to unleashing the unknown forces of doom or the universe. And I was going to get swept up in something I could not control. I, I was very fearful. Just simply, I, w- I feared what this would do, what would happen. And it wasn't just meeting strangers, I realized. It was also the fact that I was fearful that people I knew would see me on the dating apps. So I came into it with a lot of trepidation and others may feel that same way. I went through at least a hundred people last night just so everybody was, I swiped left. Very few people I swiped right on, maybe five out of, maybe 5%, maybe five out of a hundred. And out of that hundred people, I knew none of them. I never came across anyone that I knew, but I have a very good friend who just went through a divorce and she was sharing with me her experiences on Bumble. And someone from church popped up who she wasn't terribly fond of (laughs) even as a church member and he immediately reached out oh i didn't know you and so had split up and so forth and that was a very uncomfortable moment for her there's also blocking i I saw on tinder that they made it pretty easy to block a person if i came across a person that i didn't want to know like a business associate or something like that and I didn't want them knowing I was on Tinder or something like that. I would probably go in there if I saw them first before they mentioned, reached out to me, I'd probably block them. That's the thing. You have to see them first. Right. If they already saw you, then you block them. Then you go in the office and they go, hey, Marianne, saw you on Tinder. Didn't know you were back out there. 
Yeah, I'm hooking up every night, buddy. What do you think? (laughs) No, I'm not, guys. I'm not. But yeah, so we're running out of time, I know. So we're going to wrap this up. But hey, guys, if you're listening to this, send in questions. Email me, Marianne at thehipsenior.com. I'll put it in the comment section. Send me questions that maybe you want answered by Turner and I, and maybe we'll just play this by ear and see what kind of questions that you guys are curious about for online dating. And like I said, that's just one way. You can join things like meetups for meetup.com or group things that that pop up on your Facebook or join a rec center or whatever to meet people as well. Dating online is not the end all to dating. It, it Absolutely not. Absolutely. You know, church groups, like I said, meetup, rec center, all those kind of things. You're going to run into people. And I know a lot of people like me get really frustrated with things like online dating because I just think it's a a squirrel house full of nuts. Sorry, but yes. And I think that meetups, like joining groups that have interests that you, that you, things that you're interested in, like bike riding or a calligraphy class or hiking or anything like that. They have groups that cover all that stuff that you can go find like-minded people. And catch up with people there and meet people that way as well. So dating online is not the end all. It's how Turner shows to go about this, but he did meet people other ways probably as well. Yes, absolutely. And the woman I'm with now, we met at church. See? So there's all kinds of ways of meeting people. Now that COVID is a little bit better out there, we can be out there a little bit safer meeting people. I know for the last several years that that was just a really hardship. People like the beginning of COVID, my my ex-boyfriend and I, we had broken up. I had thought I'm going to start dating again. This was before COVID started. And then I was like, yep, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get online. I'm going to meet people. I'm going to go out there and start dating. And then COVID hit. Mother nature was like, yeah, no, we're not having any of that. So hopefully now we can get on with our lives a little bit and start going out, meeting people, having a good time. If nothing else, meet with somebody in a very public place. Be safe doing this. Tell people where you're at, who you're going with. Send them pictures of your date. Be like, hey, I'm going out with this guy. His name is Bob Smith. I'm going to meet him up at the Green at five o'clock at this restaurant. And we don't plan on going anywhere else except for dinner. And let people know to check in with you and where you're going to be at. So be safe. Have fun. Turner, any last words? Great advice all around. This was a lot of fun. It's great to hear the other side, the other point of view, and just to just riff on it. And But I hope it helps folks because, again, it was such a scary thing for me to step out there and do this in for many reasons. So I I hope this has helped your listeners and hopefully we can do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, shoot us a message. Let us know like what you want to hear. Turner's book is To Venus and Back, One Man's Quest to Rediscover Love. And life is short, guys. Go find your own love. We'll absolutely. You That's Turner, the thanks best for joining advice us today. Thank you so much, Miriam. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.